decoded. Welcome to this episode of the Founder Tech Decoded podcast. I'm delighted on this episode to be talking to Ollie Austin, the co-founder of Startup to Stand Up, one of the leading UK founder communities that aims to get under the skin of the ecosystem and see what really is going on for founders in their experiences of navigating the ecosystem and also, of course, interacting with investors. Oli run, runs uh, an incredibly active and vibrant community, which founders return to again and again, which is an extremely hard thing to achieve, uh, to share their stories, share their experiences, support each other, I guess, learn about how you can go forward, navigate this space in the most effective and efficient way possible. So, Ollie, thanks very much for being on the podcast. It's a real pleasure to have this conversation with you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, thanks for the opportunity uh, to come and talk about um, Start to Stand Up and sort of the founders um, community as a, as a whole at the moment where we find ourselves. But um, a little bit about Start Up to Stand Up. We, I co-founded it with um, Gary Jackson, who was one of the founders of Halo, the taxi app, and Harry Windham. Um, we identified back in um, probably 2019, 2020, that there was a gap for founder support. Founders tend to um, work very, very hard, extremely focused, but can often find themselves very isolated and not on their own. And it is tough at the top. There's not many places that they can go and talk to in a secure, uh, safe environment on a regular basis with other people, particularly around their ideas and and and, um, and, and ideas around growth and, and scaling. And um, we've, we've built that. We've built that uh, community. It's growing. We've got some fantastic members across all industry sectors, 90% tech, and we love it. Um, and we're seeing, we are seeing progress at a time when, Things aren't, aren't so great for founders with all what's going on at the moment. But um, we, we love what we do. And it's it's something that we feel very deeply about. We're three exited founders ourselves. And it's it's important to us that we maintain um, this, this community um, at a time we feel founders really need um, support. Let, let's... Let's focus in immediately onto that. Like, so we're recording this end of March, 2023. What is it about this time particularly that where you feel founders need support and what is the support you think they need? I think um, there has been a gap. There was a gap in the bull investment market between uh, expectations or, or, or what, the investment community were looking for and what founders were they, 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 you know we've seen it for a long time and i feel what we were trying to do at startup to stand up because we've got people within the community from the investment community and they take part reg in regular startup to stand up meetings they also do some uh, fantastic talks um with our community we have three to four guest speakers in a month and um you know angel investors to come in vc uh Investors will come in and, and talk candidly and openly about with our community. And it's about bridging that gap. But I feel with the wider 
macroeconomic conditions at the moment, particularly with what's going on in the, the banking sector, you know, to, founders need need greater support. They need communities where they can discuss and use uh, communities as uh, uh, to stimulate ideas, contacts, um, and, and be a, a, an exchange for ideas and solutions. Um, but that's what we're about. We're, we're, we're about, you know, connecting and helping founders. That's what it's about. And I heard a very, very good example recently. Dan, is it okay to share this with you? Of course. This is this is this is brilliant. So there's a, a book um, called The Hidden uh, Life of Trees, and it's a book by uh, Peter Wallenbeam, and he explores the complex world of trees and forest. And the book reveals that the ways in which trees communicate and co cooperate with each other, challenging the commonly held notion of trees as a passive solitary organisms. He draws on his experience as a forester in Germany and his knowledge of scientific research provide insights into the lives of trees. It describes how trees use their roots to form networks with other trees, exchanging nutrients and information for a vast underground communication uh, system. He also uh, explores the way in which trees respond to their environment, adapting to changes in light, temperature and moisture. And I think that's very similar to what we, we're building at Startup to Stand Up. You know, the community of trees, they're looking out for each other. They're helping each other. They're sharing um, nutrients in the uh, trees case and, uh, you know, helping each other through uh, changes in the, the, the wider environment. And that's what we're finding at the moment. I think that is a fantastic example of what we're about and why we're why we're doing this. So you're you're talking about there about interconnectedness and the sharing between a gener generosity to share experiences, contacts, resources to support, particularly because in early stages it's so risky. To continue your analogy, uh, you know, like you know, in, in early root formation, that tree is really vulnerable, right? There's a there's a it needs all the support it can get, but particularly uh, what 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 I'm interested in, Ollie, is like. You know, the, the, the founders of tech has become this this catch-all term for kind of reimagining the venture ecosystem so it's fairer, more agile, more open for all. So you're describing that with the, with the tree analogy. Why do you think, I, I want to ask you two questions, but I, I, I'll ask the first part, I'll ask them together, but if, let's take the first part first. Um, why do you think the current ecosystem is as it is and and so inefficient frustrating you know impacts on health for founders is so hard to navigate and what do you think needs to change in order for it to kind of really be you know in its next iteration of version so let's take those as two two separate questions i think um a lot of it is to do with founders being isolated I really do um, right. believe that, and through that isolation, and and I don't mean isolated from um, other founders per se, but I mean from the the relationship between them and the uh, investment community. That could yeah. be. I think that that needs building. Um, there needs to be a lot more trust and transparency there, and that's something that we are looking to do all of the time we're working on that we're investing 
in building the relationships uh, between founders and investors. Whoever the inve um, investor is, you know, be it uh, a small angel investor or a large VC, it doesn't matter. Um, for us, there is a gap, and that gap needs. Uh, and so, and also the fact that lots and lots of uh, people in the investment community have they been founders themselves? So they know every day what a founder goes through. Do they understand the stresses, the strains? What what is really um, you know difficult getting traction? And and do they understand what what it takes to go through building a startup, getting it through? year three, year five, year nine, year 10, whatever it is, and all of the, 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 the business cycles and, and, and all of the, what I call the resistance points in between. And it takes massive determination, resilience, and, and personality. And I, I, I see people in our community who have reached out, come in and, and, and open to talking about their their um, their struggles they're, and 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 it's all about trying to even this out, make it easier. You know the community is very well connected. If we can make introductions, if we can give a warm introduction and and help a founder on his or her way, that's what that's what we're trying to do. It has been made worse. We've gone from what was probably a, a, a very, very bullish investment market to a bearish market. Right now is when founders need to reach out and speak to other founders, share ideas and, and, and be be able to maybe look at things in a different way that start to stand up yesterday. And this, this is a fantastic question, by the way, Dan. Um, next week, we're looking to cover some questions which have been raised by the community. Question one, what is the current fundraising climate like, given macro, economic and banking sector issues and why? Now, the, 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 the people in the community, that, that will go on for probably three quarters of an hour. And question two, what sort of experiences have founders had with various accelerator and incubator programs? That's lots of founders out there who, who operate uh, and don't join communities will have their own ideas around that. But it's, it's really building up that, um, what I call that uh, intelligence um, data that is going to help um, founders make better decisions. And we, we find that people who are really committed and serious about their business, when they fight, uh, join peer-to-peer -peer groups, like Startup to Stand Up, they generally are the founders who make better decisions. They're determined on developing themselves as business leaders, business owners, and also developing their businesses as well. So there, there is a, a propensity, a commitment there from people who are serious about joining. What's question two, Dan? No, come, come to say, like, what, what do you think it could look like and how do you, how would you get there? I just want to come back to you. You said, that, you said an interesting a phrase the way you think about it is resistant points. What do you think are the typical resistant points that a founder will go through? Let's just say in the first two to three years. Um, what, what do you think those are? Actually, that, that's, that's even too long. Let's say the first six to 12 months. What are the those resistant points? Oh, it's, it's, it's too many. And, <laughs> and it really, you know, where do, 
how long's a piece of? I mean, give, give me three. Just give, give me three that come to mind. So I agree. There's so many that have to be navigated. The three that you you know come to mind at the top of mind that you think you know that's that, that those would be typical. Let's not try and be like you know completely comprehensive. Just just three typical resistance points. I think would be interesting. Finance. Yep. Team co-founder and uh, pro- product market fit. Okay, and. Do you think let's just take those 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 things, finance team product market fit? Do you think that one of the reasons it's so hard, and you talked about the term isolation um, between the founders and the investment community, is that just taking those three things, it's not defined consistently when a founder and an investor come together. Even what those three things mean, right? Like what does a, what does finance actually mean? What's going to be the mechanic that delivers it? What does a team actually mean? What does product market fit even mean? Are you even at the stage where product market fit is even valid because you might not be there? So it's like even taking three, and I agree, you probably could have listed 20, you know, 25, but those are, those are as good as any. Like there's so much misunderstanding about those three. And I guess the good thing about those three is that everybody everybody can relate to them, right? Those are those everyone go, yeah, of course. But in, if you took, I imagine it found us in the community and they were to share their experiences just about those three things, their experience would be so frustrating and inconsistent, right? And their experience of engaging with investors. Would you, would you agree with that, that that's part of the problem? Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it's tough reaching out, particularly if it's cold, to an investor and either getting no response at all or something that's going to be dispiriting for the founder and and, and the people in that uh, uh, startup, without the investor maybe having, you know, to, uh, reviewed what they what they're doing to a, to a decent level and standard, and we see that time and time again. I can't blame the uh, investment community. I was I was um, out with one last week. Um, we had lunch and he said he was getting, you know, probably 300 um, pitch decks a week. Really? Wow. Go from. So it's very tough for them yeah. um, sitting there looking and, and finding what's going to be uh, right for them, what's going to be right for their investment criteria, what they feel, you know, has got a, a chance of um, success. Incredibly uh, difficult. But how do we improve it? How do we look at ways where the relationship, the the way that the engagement happens is better? I've always said that we, I feel um, that a, a a powerful a powerful connector service is 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 really good. So if you if you've got a a person in your peer to peer community who is looking for Pacific investment from someone who's in, in that particular uh, space, that warm introduction can make all the um, the, the difference. And, I, I, and going, I, along, going along, I mean, that is just one example. I, where... I think it's more than that, Ollie. I actually think that's 70 to 80% of all investment decisions is that introduction from a other investor. I think it's Yeah, I heard a great quote yesterday, and it was in a startup to stand up call, and someone said that a particular investor they didn't really focus too much on the pitch decks. What yeah. they focused on is how the founding team walked into the office, 
and um, sort of engaged with the team of you know how they looked, how they spoke, um, and 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 it was all about that sort of first five minutes of of um, interaction. If they were determined about their um, their, their their venture, if they were looking um, passionate, if they had the necessary experience, if they could get over um, the the value proposition, and it was clear to the investors, you know, that was more important than 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 them taking a decision on a, a pitch deck. And I think a lot of people spend they they obsess about pitch decks to a point where, you know, an investor is looking for other things as well. I think it's it's, it's important that um, other consider considerations are taken into account. Yeah, so let, let, let's go to that. The second part was what, how do you think it should look like? What does it ideally look like? And how do we get there? Like what needs to change? So, you know, like, yeah, like it, 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 it is what's, what tools need to be developed? What do, how, how do you bridge the gap between the isolation, between the, the founder and the investor? So what needs to change? And I guess what could it look like? I'm, I'm, what I believe is that we're actually only two to three years away. This is, I think, one of the, uh, one of the uh, precepts of FounderTech is that uh, from the ecosystem looking completely different, right? So if we were having this conversation or someone were listening to this, say, a founder in 2026, like this, this episode, they would think a bit like, what are they talking about? Because it's changed so much. And all of the, all of the you know, founder techs talking to each other. So it's rewired the ecosystem. And everybody's there for this, this gap has gone. And everybody's got a fair chance. It obviously doesn't mean that everybody's going to win or, even, or get backing. Or even the ones that get backing are going to be successful. It just means that the starting point, the entry point, that is so frustrating. And I, I guess what Startup Stand Up is focused on is that, like, like you were talking about, the roots. Is so, it's so hard that that has evolved. I mean, that's, I, I believe we're only two to three years away. And I think that's what excited. But I'd love to get your view. And then what do you think it looks like if, you know, that two to three years time, someone listening to this, you know, they're in the community. How, how has it changed? Do you think? And, and I think the best way to, to look at this or to um, respond to this is look at how it's done at the moment. You know, then what, if you were um, a founder and you're going out for investment, what do you have to do? What are the steps? Tell me, tell me, Dan, what 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 a, a typical founder has to do at the moment. Well, I, I think the first thing the founder has to ask themselves is, are they the right person to fix this problem? They have to ask. Not enough founders ask them that that question, and then they have to ask, am I in the right position in my life to, to go on that journey and understand how hard it's going to be, even if everything lines up, it's going to be hard. So I think that's the first thing is sort of founder self-awareness and assessment. Um, and secondly, it, well, it's difficult, isn't it? It depends if they've, if they've found the market fit or if they're aiming for product market fit, they would have to find a way of communicating where they are at. And then ideally, they would then be able to plug into capital, whether it's an angel investor, accelerator to a fund that is aligned to the problem they're trying to solve and then they would have to go through presentation and negotiation and then ideally get that capital and then I guess they're at the next stage of it where they've probably got a core team two to three people who are tackling a problem for three to six months to show that they can navigate a path through that market problem 
And then they're probably raising a larger amount of money if they've got to that point saying, look, look what we've proved. We've proved we're the, I'm the right founder. I've built the right core team. I can show, I've shown how I can navigate this in a really unusual way. Um, we're closer to product. That, that's, what I, that's how I, in my experience, the journey should look. I think a lot of founders don't understand all of those no nodes or resistance points in, yeah. in, in that journey. But that, that's, that's, that's what I think it can, can look. And I think my vision is, and I think it's not just mine, it's the whole community of, of, that we're talking to, is like that each of those nodes probably has a little piece of founder tech that's helping them along. And all of that should be open and transparent and, and agile. Whereas at the moment, the problem is, is all of those steps are pretty much made up each time in each journey, if you know what I mean, which is I'm, what... I'm going to put one, one out there. And this is something we're going to be discussing at Startup to Stand Up in a few weeks' time. Could things improve for founders if they understood that reliable alternatives to investments uh, were out there? For sure. Would that, would that make it less stressful? Definitely. Would it make it um, maybe, you know, that it wasn't uh, – because when you, when, you, when you boil it down, not in all instances, but in some instances, a funding round can be a really expensive way really expensive way to raise finance for a, a business. If there are alternatives out there for a founder, you know, by whatever it is, and this is something that we're going to be exploring in great detail, all of the different alternatives out there for founders right here and now. Um, next month, May 23, we're going to be looking at that, you know, be it through um, bootstrapping, be it through uh, revenue growth, Whatever, whatever it is, we're going to be exploring that. And I think that is something that needs to be um, be, be, be really reviewed and, and investigated by all founders. If they feel that there's a predetermined route for them to build an, and um, a business and that route at the moment isn't, isn't efficient or clear or it's, it's, there's, there's barriers in the way, it makes it tougher. That creates stress. That creates a lot of um, anxiety right there. But having options, always have options in the business. Some, someone once said to me, uh, and he was very, very uh, clever, this guy, he said, one in anything in business is a bad thing. If there's one route. And a lot of the, you know, I speak to, Dan, I speak to 75 to 100 founders a month. Yeah. And that's something I would like to explore with them straight away. Are you, are you looking at uh, funding? Uh, have you looked at alternatives to funding? And it's when they have that discussion and they understand and able to come into a really positive environment and talk to other founders about their experiences, it breaks it down. It makes it easier. All of a sudden, they're not walking that tightrope. There's all alternatives. So, yeah. yeah, I think in uh, if we're sitting here in, in three years' time, I think this experience, what's going on with the wider macroeconomic um, situation at the moment, interest rates going from where they were to, to you know, where they are today, it's going to have, of course, it's going to have an effect on, on the investment market and how things are, uh, are done going forward. And are we at the top of that interest rate cycle? Who knows? You know, it, it depends on inflation. But if a founder has still got a, an idea and they're committed and they've got the, 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 
right um, characteristics to, 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 to go for it. And they know full well that there's alternatives to getting invested. It's got to be a better way. In three years' time, this whole thing, you know, what's happened with the wider economy and what's going on with inflation and interest rates could make more people uh, successful by, by maybe looking and exploring different routes. I agree. I think the um, sort of the uh, the unlocking of it, sort of one route to multiple routes that that have adapt to actually where you are, um, is, in terms of the finance, is is a, is a really important piece of this conversation. And it does come up, and we've talked to sorts of people who are you know helping supply different aspects of those those tools, whether it's Thunderbeam or you know Seed Legals or you know Odin or. You know, like that. Those 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 people, I think, are very much part of that new conversation that enables capital to move uh, uncapped. And so you talk about revenue financing. I think that that the development of that aspect of sort of the map, the Fanatec map, is really really important. So I totally agree. Um, Absolutely. Let's 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 just you, you, the, the way the question was framed. It's like um, how how do we develop the relationship between founders and investors? Why has the pressure always got to be on the founder? Great, that's a great point. Why, why has the pressure always got to be on the founder? You know, sitting sitting here, why don't we look at um, alternative ways that founders can, you know, more options, have more options, always more options, and then they can make the right decisions. I think that's a really good. That's that. That's I've not heard someone say it like that. It's really that's a really direct and interesting question because. Part of the problem has been like the asymmetry, like the, the investor almost sort of controls the relationship or is perceived to. But if you're super talented, I'm sure it's, you know, you've had this conversation with fans a lot. You're valuable, right? If you are super talented, if you've really got expertise and you know how to solve a problem in a unique way in like a really, like really, really valuable niche that you can un unlock, you are going back to your 300 pitch decks a week. You're the gem in that. In those 300 pitch decks, you know, maybe there's three or four good things that they're in that you you have value. So to your point, you should be able to leverage that value. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, there's your, you should, the perception that you have to sort of always look at the investor and that. Uh, I totally agree with you. That 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 founder who are who I believe are the founders we should be really supporting and ex accelerating and leveraging. I think they're going to unlock so much new value in the economy. They have a lot of value. And at that moment, at the moment, that value is not really represented or realised. I think it's a fascinating point, Ollie. I really, I really do. I, um, and you must come across those founders where you go, "Wow, they're just great. They're so good," and yet they don't know how to value themselves. Does that we, we, we value, we value everyone in our. We've got some fantastic talent in in the uh, start to stand up, um, and it's it's. I sit there every week and amazed by the quality of the conversation and answers come from everyone everyone yeah. participates everyone contributes and i'd sit there and i learn we learn honestly me harry gary uh, gareth we we learning every week and it's like the highlight of the week the other thing i was going to say is um something we're going to be uh, touching on um i think in may is how maybe the investment community um, have, have looked at term sheets and conditions attached to investment 
and in and in some instances it's got you know quite hard for founders I, I as i say i speak to lots yeah and see a lot we see a lot and and i i just have to say you've got to run you know not be afraid to say no um sometimes the money's on the table there's a temptation there but the devil's in the detail and that seems to be growing at the moment and and founders need to be aware you know why if they're aware of all of these um different opportunities and um and aware of all of the different um options available to them they, they might not be pushed into a corner yeah you know and this this is this is the, the some of the turn sheets i'm hearing about and seeing are horrendous it's across the board I, I i've heard similar things um i think that's a whole other conversation but i i i could see how that might what why you know we were right coming at the end of the time but the but the but in terms of like i could see why that deep motivation to help founders almost put like a you know a frame around them and protect them you know because you're right like again to your point when the founder thinks it's all about what, what the investor gives them and not what they're sort of giving the investor they're vulnerable to those term sheets they're vulnerable to sort of not understanding their value there and I, I i just think that's such a massive area if you could shift the dial on that and just shift the site you're talking about the psychology of the founder as much as anything you know yeah. that that's that's so important in changing the game that hasn't come up in the conversation the founders. founders are the wealth creators they're the Right. They're the future. They're the guys who are creating the jobs, the innovation, the risk takers, the people who are going to be, you know, adding a positive to uh, UK GDP in, in, in the future. Yeah. Got to look after them, you know, and and ensure that um, any sharp practices or anything that can can really curtail their journey um, is is monitored and, and, and they can talk openly about yeah. it and, and and that's what we do that's what we do we we want our member membership our our founders to come in and know what's going on out there so they can make good decisions make better decisions and have a shorter path to success understood so so if anyone's listening to this and wants to join the community can you tell them how they do so absolutely so um you can join um by uh, contacting me, Gary Jackson, or Harry Wyndham on LinkedIn. Um, we'll put all your details in the notes so they can excellent. have that. Thank yeah. you. Thank, thanks, Dan. No uh, our website is www.startup2, the figure two, standup.com. And they come on, you do them every Wednesday, right? People can drop every in. Every Wednesday, 8.30. But because um, the, 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 the demand is, is so high, Dan, we're having to put some um, additional groups in at the moment, and we're we're, we're looking at doing a, an evening group as well um, because some some people can't make um, the morning sessions, you know. So um, we're trying to accommodate. And if they reach um, if they reach out to you on LinkedIn, you'll you'll get back. That's okay for them to reach out cold to you. Yeah, reach out and uh, we'll come back to you and uh, be good to to to, to meet. You. Okay. Well. Awesome. It's really um, great. Like, there's not enough people that are sort of waving the flag for founders and kind of saying, "Look, like as we talked about, you know, they're the wealth creators of the future." Um, and I think it's a vital, vital part of 
this conversation because if we don't do that, we haven't really touched on it, but obviously there's founder mental health as a whole other conversation. And I know there's some really good people doing some interesting things in that space as well. Well, uh, you that's 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 good that you mentioned that because we got a um, a talk on Wednesday, the fifth of April, and it's by a, a company called Mindful. Oh yeah, and they're going to be doing that. Founders' mental health and well-being. How to look after yourself as a founder. They're Please, great. Yeah. All right. That would. That's definitely. They're great. I think. I think they. They would be top of mind in that space. So. Wonderful. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Okay. Great. Well, that's that's great timing. So, anyone listening to this wants to experience the community, reach out to Ollie. And if you're interested in sort of things around founder mental health and well-being, now you know. Fifth of April. That's the that's the time. So, Ollie, thanks so much for sharing all this, and um, yeah, I, I really really appreciate it. And it's great to kind of just uh, really hone in on this this aspect of the conversation. Thanks for having me on, Dan.